Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Chapel Springs Church Podcast. I'm Kat, your host, and we're popping in here into your little, your podcast feed with some bonus content from last week's conversation. If you tuned into our last episode, you heard the conversation between myself, Pastor Josh Wesley, and Miss Regina Clemens. It was incredible. It was the first conversation in our recurring series, We Are Chapel Springs. And here's the deal. That conversation was a couple of hours long. We trimmed it down so that it would be, uh, you know, more manageable for you to listen to, but there were a couple of points that we just didn't want you to miss out on. So today we're popping in with some bonus contents from that conversation for you to take a listen to. It is probably one of my favorite parts of the conversation that we had together. And like I said, we just didn't want you to miss out. So without further ado, guys, here are our very first bonus contents here on the Chapel Springs Church podcast. I hope you enjoy. I think something else that um, I wanted to talk about or mention, which we talked about earlier, so we can splice it in there, I guess. But um, as you're talking about walking, how how exactly did you say it? Is that the long, Um, the long, walking the long uh, mile with somebody? No, um, talking about how, you know, we, we feel like this was a while ago, you know, it's in the long distant past, Mm -hmm. but it really can't be that far and distant if people are walking around. Walking history, Mm -hmm. walking our history. And I think I hear from both sides, actually, from both African-American and white people. Mm -hmm. And I know there's many other people, but Mm -hmm. in regard to this specific conversation, um, I feel like I hear both people really championing that was a long time ago and we've come a long way, you know, and from my one woman's perspective, I think I can like both like, yes, and amen that, but also logic would tell me that if you, Miss Regina are sitting here in front of me and you sat in the back of a bus and you drank from a colored fountain, um, it really surely was not that long ago (laughs) because I'm sitting here having a conversation with you about it. I think the same thing about, you know, my, my granddad was born like during the depression. And Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to me to think, oh, wow, like he, that happened in the lifetime of someone who like, I go over to his house. I Mm -hmm. have dinner with Mm -hmm. him, my grandma, you know, and they were alive during that. And so when I think about it in that context, I think, well, my goodness, that really wasn't that long. We're not too far removed. We're not, we're not. And so I think that it just helps to remember the level of sensitivity and um, uh, maybe awareness we need to have towards the fact that, okay, yeah, we've made, sure, we've made strides, Mm -hmm. but also in the grand scheme of things, um, it was just yesterday. That was not that long, that Mm -hmm. was not that long ago, you know, and, and then how that has to inform my worldview Mm -hmm. and how I view and connect with and meet other people you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that has to, that has to inform that because I how ignorant of me if I weren't to keep that in mind when I speak with you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was interesting that you mentioned about your grandfather mm-hmm. born in the depression. As I thought about, you know, as I shared about drinking from a color fountain, and I just thought one of the an interesting point that that I'd like to challenge you with mm-hmm. is to ask him what was it like to drink from a white fountain. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever thought about that. Hmm. To get a get a perspective of so what was it like to to be able to sit down at what uh, what was it Woolsworth or W T Grant at the counter 
and eat. And he may not have anything to say, I don't know, mm. but it would just be interesting to get that perspective because we're hearing mm-hmm. it, you know, from, from the black side. Right. So is there a sense or response or an awareness when we talk about right. the fish? Is there awareness of that? And if so, um, the difference between that then yeah. and his ability now to sit at a counter with someone black. You want to know what's fascinating? Uh-huh. And again, this might not this might not make the podcast, uh-huh. but I know they don't listen to the podcast, so I can air <laughs> all of Gloria and Pete's business out here on the internet. Um, no, but it's it's interesting. One story that um, they they've told several times growing up, um, and there's good, bad, and ugly. But one of the good ones was the fact that my uncle's third grade teacher, maybe was an African-American woman right here in Manassas. And um, my grandma would have the teachers over Mm -hmm. and their spouses um, at the beginning of the school year just to thank them and have them over, whatever. And didn't skip a beat, invited her and her husband over and had them over for dinner. And both of them recount that you might as well have sucked the air out of the entire block because everyone was like, Oh, you know, like, I guess technically at that point, there was Mm -hmm. nothing quote unquote wrong about Mm -hmm. doing that at that point, Mm -hmm. but it was still very much culturally taboo. Right. Okay. Now there are, there are other things that I've heard come out of their mouth. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just from years and years of growing up when they did where I'm Mm -hmm. going, Oh, you can't say that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But one thing that I will say that's always been interesting to me is that they, they grew up in the DC area. Okay. And so for them, they were like, um, our experience, and I've never asked them some of those pointed questions. They'll mm-hmm. kind of just gloss over, mm-hmm. uh, generalize, generalize um, times like that. But it's always been interesting to hear their perspective, having grown up in a more urban area mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, my Ooh. husband and I live in like Fauquier County, okay. you know, somewhere way out there mm-hmm. in Virginia. And, and... It's interesting, though, because even with that, I believe them that that was probably a more advanced, culturally, whatever kind of mm-hmm. an area. There are still things I'm going, wait, yeah, no, yeah. hold on, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and so I would be fascinated to really, like you suggested, dig in and say, did you, did you cognitively note mm-hmm. any real was, difference drink from a, a white fountain? What was it to- like mm-hmm. to know that your name was in the was in the same pile of resumes as black and Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. Where before there was no oh, competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it like to be mm-hmm. able to assume a space on a bus? Mm-hmm. If every seat was up and right. taken, you could stand there, look, and say, move, boy. It's almost an exploration of the cultural taboos that are in our families. Hmm. And I think, you know, as you were mentioning, and you mentioned that word taboo, it's like, do we really take the time to explore those cultural taboos? Um, and, and and it's just not an exercise, but to ask God once we get that, you know, what is this informing me of? Right. Is it informing me of ways that I respond to people, ways I think of people, or relationships? You know, what, what is it informing me of uh, that I sort of taken these things for granted in a mm-hmm. sense, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think 
if, if I could make that challenge, you know, not that you, you need to do it, but... Oh, no, well, it's I, fascinating. Why I, not? I think it's a good way to say... Let's drive it on somebody else. No. <laughs> no. Here, Adam, rock, paper, scissors. Who's going to ask their white family about their experience? <laughs> you know? um, but oh. I think it begins to, it begins to open the door of people thinking, well, yeah, I, I used to say that in the 50s, mm. and... Well, I think things have changed. Mm-hmm. And for them, actually, to me, I could almost see it as ministry, as a way of them people moving away from some of those ideas and I, things mm-hmm. that have been the norm in the comfort space, right? but have been hurtful to others, right. and now begin to move away from it and reconsider. Right. And even, you know, it was fascinating mm-hmm. thinking, oh... I said this in the 50s. My grandparents would have been around my age, I think, at that point, give or take, and thinking, okay, so even if they were in their, you know, prime, whatever, Mm -hmm. in the 50s and 60s, and when when a lot of this stuff, a lot of this, um, oh my goodness, what is it called? We talk about Jim Crow laws. Yes, and, um, no, (laughs) completely blinking. On, I'll restart my sentence. What was it called when, when they finally started equal the, rights? Equal, the, rights. Uh, equal rights. Uh, equal, equal, equal rights movement. My okay, okay. Lord. Okay. I was like, this is a civil rights. Civil, civil rights. rights. Okay. okay. Jesus. I was like, this is a common that's, phrase. That's, that's, okay. <laughs> How can I not think of it? <laughs> yes. So as we're talking about... Um, you know, the the 50s and what did I say in the 50s and how my grandparents were likely around mm-hmm. my age in the prime, their prime there, mm-hmm. um, back in the middle of the civil rights movements and, all, you know, all that stuff going on, hopefully making strides towards big changes from mm-hmm. potentially how they were raised. The interesting thing for me would be, I wonder if they've ever really questioned it since then. Because even if they had a big step, I won't say some of the words <laughs> that were customary before mm-hmm. some of those things, mm-hmm. um, and that still happened after and to this day, help us, Lord. But you know what I'm saying? That there was a reformed yeah. perspective, but has that been continually reevaluated as we've continued to make progress since the 60s mm-hmm. or well, one whatever? One of the things you know? that, that's crazy to think about— well, and. And which is why I feel like there's a there's a resurgence with the whole Black Lives Matters and everything else like that. It's like um, civil rights, civil rights, uh, the civil rights movement um, proved that we needed some systemic change. However, but it also proved is you cannot legislate the heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Right. So in some sense. While we have Jim Crow is the new Jim Crow is still around. It just yeah. has a suit and tie. Yeah, he that, got educated. He got educated. He went to the CEOs. He went to the managers. He went to the uh, that Jim Crow rose up, and Jim Crow found different ways to be able to navigate um, um, suppression and navigate mm-hmm. all kinds of things to to be able to keep a people in its place, uh-huh. right? Um, so. So those are the things, the reason why it's going back in history and, and being able to say, okay, yes, I stopped doing that. But did my heart stop mm. thinking that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did my emotions stop feeling that? Mm-hmm. If, you woke, if, if you've been, um, so we, we think about it all the time. If you've, um, as a black person, 
been called boy your whole life. Mm. Been called nigger your whole life. And, and all those things. It's not like it's overnight when it becomes taboo that you stop feeling the influence of feeling like a boy and not a man. Uh, of of shedding off that word off of your life. In the same way, for white people, if you have been told your whole life, your father's 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 been told your whole life you are a whole man and they are three-fifths, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop overnight. Right. You still carry those things. And that's why going into the history is is very good. For some some people, they may dive into their history and figure out, maybe that's why I have an affinity towards black people in, in the struggle because my grandfather didn't let my father speak that way. And then my father told me not to do this this way. And then I'm the new generation of what my grandfather did. And maybe that's why I can come alongside black brothers and sisters, Hispanic, Latino brothers and sisters. I, I can I can do this because it was paved out before me. Mm-hmm. I think as I pick up from you and you cat transition. Yeah. You know, nothing happens overnight. All right, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that little snippet from our conversation we had last week. If you aren't already subscribed, go ahead, hit the subscribe button because we are dropping another episode in just a couple days and you are not going to want to miss it. Spoiler alert, it's with some of our very own homegrown missionaries. That's right. We're having a conversation with some of the missionaries that are coming out of here, Chapel Springs Church. You're not going to want to miss it. So thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you in a couple days. And until then.